You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. Man, Aoniro Trello. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. What's happening, everybody? Welcome. We are Gate 7 International, your number one English source for all things Olibiakos. Coming at you today with a transfer update. It's been fairly quiet until today. Classic late hour tweet from Nikos Kotsis revealing that Olibiakos are close to signing Bandyugu Fadiga. And later uh, today, Dibi Keita or Keita from Real Madrid also touted to be signing for the club as well. We were expecting a left-back all this time, but it seems like the Frenchmen in our scouting department had other ideas in mind. And we do have a special guest with us today from France who we're going to bring in in a moment. Before we do continue, don't forget, please like and subscribe to make sure you always get your regular Olympiacos updates. We go live after matches. We organize preview shows with special guests from all over Europe, the world. When we play in European competitions in particular, we do some cool interviews with former and active players on the roster. So hit that subscribe button and the bell. Make sure you don't miss the next episode of Gate 7 International, your international home for the red and white legends, by the fans, for the fans. Thrilos Padupedia. And without further ado, I'm going to bring in our special guest. It's Marshall. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with him already. He tweets under the name Olibiagos FR, Olibiagos France. He is a journalist in France. He knows what he's talking about. And in particular, with one of these players that has been reported today, um, Bandugu Fadiga, he can probably tell us a little bit more about this player, where he's coming from and what we can possibly expect from this player. So, Marshall, welcome, man. How are you doing? Yeah, welcome. I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, I'm very pleased to see Olympiacos bringing player, player from, uh, from France again to the club. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we know now that it's happening every year. It's Madi Kamara, Pape Sisse, Uba. Artur Mazuaku, the list goes on and on and on. And now we have another one today. Yeah. Uh, what do we know about this guy? Well, basically, we don't know much about him because he only played like 12 pro games, uh, in Paris, six in Paris and six, six other in Brest, which is a first division club in France too. But what we know is that he has a lot of potential because uh, we all know that the Paris youth system is very good. Uh, I won't name players, but you have like Kipembe, Kingsley Coman, you have Nkunku, for example, and many others that goes mainly, for example, in Germany because they don't have any chance to play in, in Paris. And Bandugu was like one of the hottest names in Paris. And he left 
uh, it's for Brest last season to play like first team game. And it was quite difficult because he was very young. He needed to, to settle to the League One level. And then he came back to Paris uh, this season and he's not playing this season because it's very hard for young players to, you know, to even be on the mission uh, every every game because you have so many star players in Paris. And when you, for example, when a star player is missing, when Pochettino is relying more on, you know, Rafinha, Draxler, you know, I, I don't know if I can say that they are washed player, but they are behind young players in the in the in the structure. So they do play uh, a lot of games, and that's why Bandugu Fadiga was not playing. And I think that's why we had the chance to bring him to Greece because in any other world you can't bring a player straight from Paris to Olympiakos unless he has like 35 years old, maybe. Uh, or maybe the show goalkeeper. Yeah, in this case, we're talking about a 21-year-old central midfielder. His contract is coming to an end in June of this year. So um, it's still unclear whether we're signing him immediately or whether we're going to be uh, expecting him to join the roster in June. There are some reports surfacing uh, the last couple of hours that Olympiacos and Paris Saint-Germain are trying to come to some sort of an agreement uh, to make sure that the player can actually come and join uh, the team officially immediately. So we know he's in Greece. He's undertaken his medical already, passed the medical. Nikos Kotis from Todeca um, Diar was already reporting that apparently he has signed. Uh, he has signed the contract. The final part missing is whether it's a four-year contract or whether it's a four-and-a-half-year contract, depending if he joins now or if he joins uh, at the end of June when his contract with Paris uh, expires. But uh, I think... I, what do you think, Marshall? Do you think we'll be seeing him join, uh, joining immediately? How much do you think Paris is really going to be trying to make, you know, 100,000, 200,000... To, to let him go immediately. Do you think do you think it's going to happen now? Or do you think it will happen in the summer? Well, I, I don't see any uh, any logic for him to stay in Paris uh, for six months because he's not even on the mission uh, of Pochettino every week. So if he stays in Paris, um, I, I would like to say that they don't Paris uh, uh, they don't have any B team anymore. You know, they suppressed the B team like two or three years ago to focus only on under 19 and the first team. So if he stays in Paris, he won't play at all, like not even with the B team. So, and we know that in our squad, we have probably opportunity for the, for him if he comes early. So uh, I would say that he has he has to come now because it makes more sense. And when it comes to the amount of the fee, I don't know what can Perry can expect from a player like that, but maybe more a resale rate because he has more potential in the future rather than uh, a big value right now because he's not playing. So you can't ask for money if the players 
will be free in June. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So a lot of people in the chat getting involved already and uh, one of the comments popping up. I hope he is like Agibu, says Marito Lagis. Well, yeah, it's quite a, a good comparison because uh, I was reading some uh, article when he started to pop in Paris. He he made like few entrants in games when Paris was already winning, so he had maybe a little less pressure. But when it comes to the profile, it's uh, a technical gifted midfielder. Is quite speed. Uh, he 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 likes to protect the ball. I don't know if it's the, the word correct, but he's not very physical. He, when like Hagibu is not a very physical player, but he knows how to protect the ball, to win the ball back. You know, he he has a lot of energy. So it's a raw talent like Hagibu, but I would say he has more first team experience because. Uh, he already was in the Paris squad like daily. Uh, he was in Brest, uh, which is a first division team. And when we remember Agibu, when he when he came to to Greece, even us the French people, I would speak for me, but I wasn't knowing much of him because I was knowing that he was a talent, and I know that Lille do have a, a nice young team. But Hagibu wasn't the hottest name. If you weren't a Lille fan, you wouldn't know about this player that much. But Fadiga is more in the category of those players in Paris that has talent but can't play in Paris because you have so many players in the squad. And it's the same case, for example, with uh, Kais Ruiz. You know, it's uh, he went from Barcelona to Paris and then he came back to Barcelona because his contract was expiring in Paris, so he had to left. And I, I, I spoke earlier about Xavi Simon, and he is a very talented midfielder, and he has only few minutes to play in the French Cup, or because it's quite impossible to to pop when you are a young player in Paris. It's interesting reading some of the backstory that's been reported. So we know that. Thomas Tuchel gave him his his first opportunity to play for, for PSG. Um, and apparently Thiago Motta, who is the former Barcelona defensive midfielder, played for Inter to he's the under 19s coach at PSG. And apparently, you know, he's spoken very highly of uh, of Fadiga. And it says a lot, I think, that a, a coach like Thomas Tuchel, you know, would would give an opportunity to this player. I think he had six appearances for for PSG last year as a as a substitute, albeit. And Thomas Tuchel's known for for liking to you know give young players the opportunity. Uh, the, the things at PSG this year have been rather complex. You know, big signings, uh, <laughs> Leo Messi for one, and you know there's been pressure for results. And I don't think, like you said, there's much opportunity for young players. Um, to get their chance. So, you know, I think we're all hoping that this ends up being um, one of those uh, low risk, high reward transfer moves. I mean, we're not, we're not spending any or hardly any money to bring this guy over, but, you know, you mentioned some of his, 
some of its traits or what is he actually going to bring onto the field. Um, I haven't seen him play live. Uh, I've only seen some, you know, small footage that there is on, on YouTube. I know that Ari, our resident uh, host and uh, analyst, uh, anal- well, analyst, excuse me, he's looking into Scout. He's going to look what he can find and we'll try and bring some more on Sunday this week on our next show. So we're hoping for a deep dive on this player. Ari's looking into it. From what little I saw, um, Marshall, I saw a midfielder that brings energy, some pace. You know, the main thing is speed because yeah. I think this is what we're lacking massively this year in the midfielder. Yeah. I, I would say that I, I, I cannot pretend uh, I know this player well because, as you mentioned, I didn't see him play a lot because he was barely a starter. Uh, in game, so it's very hard to see, to have seen play unless you watch PSG in the youth league, maybe. Uh, but what I can say is that he has a lot of pace, of energy, and he's quite like Hagibu, like he's running everywhere. He's trying to find some spaces in the pitch, you know, around opponents, and that's why I like about about Hagibu is that he came and he wasn't shy, you know. He, he wanted to, to try, you know, we know that he's lacking finishing, he's lacking the, the last pass, the last shot, shot, but that's what happened when you bring so young players, they have so many room to improve. And Fadiga is like that, you know, he has everything to prove, but what I can tell is what when you come from such a big club like that, and when you go to uh, Olympiakos, which is a great club when it comes to infrastructure, uh, how the club is surrounded, how you, they try to make the players shine in the league. But when you take the level of the league in mind, I have no doubt that Padiga will uh, show that he has a lot of talent. He won't probably be a key player in the first six months. Or I'm not expecting him to make us win important game in the first six months because he's not he's not brought here to for that uh, you know in in the short term i would say uh, and well, I, 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 yeah sorry marshall do you do you have any insights as to you know what's behind this signing i mean who's behind it in greece they're reporting that this is another coup like modesto and karen burr you know working their magic uh What's 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 your take on all of that and all of this talk about? I mean, Olympiacos having, you know, a scouting department that is, you know, knowing the French market very well. I, I don't know how it was possible, but what what uh, what we know now is that Modesto has a lot of connection with uh, French agents, and now he has more arguments, I think, to put into the table when he wants to bring a players to Greece because. He could basically have said that, look at Agibu, he was in the B team of Lille, he wasn't playing, and now six months after, uh, every every big team of Europe is looking at him and trying to secure him for the future. So when you are Fadiga, I think uh, Modesto maybe uh, he, he just have said, you stay with us like two seasons uh, at most, 
you you score like 10 goals, you play in Europe, and then you go in a better league. Yeah. And I, I'm okay with that because that's why we can offer to those players because Fadiga probably would have go to French second division maybe to be a, a, a key player in the second division team. And it's you, we, we know that scouts look at those French divisions. But when you are an Olympiacos and when if he if he's able to to score to play consistently to play game after game, well, I have we we know that he will go to a better league because he's French. He has this PSG, you know, label on him. So you can you can take money from that. Absolutely. No, I think it's uh, it's becoming more and more of an easy sell for. Yeah. For, for Modesto, for Carimbo, you know, that network of French people that we have in the club uh, and French players, they, like you said, I mean, Aguibu is a great example. We haven't sold him yet, but there's, you know, there's other players that we've that we've sold coming from France. I Mazouaku comes to mind and, uh, you know, I think uh, Cissé, there's going to be a lot of interest in Cissé after AFCON as well. And this summer, I think he's probably going to go for big money. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's an easy sell. And I would like to add that we know uh, from our experience that players coming from French league are physically prepared. They don't ha they don't need time to settle, even to the Greek level. But Fadiga has something more. Is like he's coming from Paris, which is if you take the whole area around Paris, is probably uh, where you will find the best player in the world because. Those this area produce like players every year, year after year, and it's very difficult to pop coming from there because sometimes they have to go like all around France to find a place in a club. But if you're able to go into PSG and to reach the first team like during so many years in the formation, is because you have something that makes you better than the other player. So. I don't like I don't like this world this world, but I would say that it's kind of a steal from the club. And if I had to make a bet, I would say that he won't put any feet in the B team. He's not a B team player. But this is what they said about Agibu Kamara as well when yes. he came. They said, "Oh, he's going to start in the B team, and you know, step by step, we'll see him getting into the first team possibly." And I, I remember having this conversation with you. Uh, Back, back, back in the day, you know, when he was coming over, and this was the the narrative in Greece that Agibu is going to be a B team player. It's like, nah, he's probably no. going to play immediately. But you know, the transition when you, is... come, when you come from France straight to yeah. Greece, it's not for the B team. It's it's more for the for players like Algasimba, for example, that comes from Africa, and yeah. they probably have less uh, talent at the moment. Not less potential, but less talent to play in the first team. Yeah. Well, I hope that, you know, we're all hoping the best for this one. It's it's not official yet, but where, you know, it should be coming very, very soon. I also think that this move might be um, a kick up the backside for Madi Kamara. I don't know how quickly, like, uh, Fadiga is going to end up playing in the first team, but I think... Having that kind of profile in the midfield, you know, that energy and that speed, um, you know, that's what we, 
you know, besides the technical side of, of Madi Kamara that first season, those are all the raw traits that he had, you know, speed, power, technique. So, so let's see. That's very, very exciting news. Now, before we move to the next, the next part of the this discussion, we're going to talk about Dibi, Dibi Kater. Um, I do want to remind everybody about our sponsor, Manscaped. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. Set your first year's New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. You can go to manscaped.com and use the code G7INTL for 20% off and free shipping. So guys, go over to manscaped.com. You can get a shaving kit, boxer shorts, cologne for your balls. If you like that sort of thing, check it out. The boxes are fantastic. The trimmer is great. It is waterproof. Manscaped.com. Use the code G7INTL for your 20% discount. And don't forget, free shipping worldwide. Now, back to back to business. We're Gate 7 International. We are here talking about the latest transfer news. We've just talked about Fadiga, central midfielder coming from PSG. The next item is Dibi Keita. So he's a dual national of Spain and Mali. He's playing for the Juvenil of Real Madrid. What's your take on this one, Marshall? Well, I would say this is more a B-team player because uh, he's coming uh, straight from a young te- a youth team of Real Madrid. So he doesn't have a professional background uh, around him. I, I, I think he's, he has not even played in the youth league. So I don't... I don't know what to expect from him right now, but he's looking. He's looked like the player that probably will be very different from what we are used to 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 see in the under nineteen or the B team in Greece, because he seems very speed, very very technical, from what I've seen on videos. Um, I'm curious to see what he can offer because. Real Madrid is not known to be a, a famous um, uh, club for young players coming from the academy. So I don't know if he has a proper style, if he has, uh, you know, a, a, a profile already defined. It's a, it's a, it's a interrogation mark for me. Agilus Kut says, I saw some of Cater's highlights yeah. and he was demolishing people with his dribbling ability. Very promising, to say the least. You know, Nikos Vergos also played for Real Madrid, Juvenil. So, I mean, yeah, the fact that he's playing for Real Madrid, as you said, Marshall, it's not really a club that's super well known, I suppose, for its academy. Although, I mean, look, there have been some great players that have come out of Real Madrid. Um, academy Raul, you know, comes to mind from back in the day. Um, 
but but I, I agree with you. I mean, he's 18 now. He's 18 years old. He's not 21. He hasn't played a professional game. So, yeah. you know, if he, if he does sign now, then he could probably end up playing with the B team for six months. And if he really does well, then he might join the team for preseason um, going into next, into next season. He's left-footed. Um, I've seen at least, you know, from... You know what you can find on transfer marked and some footage on YouTube that he he likes to start his attacks on the left hand side. Interesting and nothing to lose really. And what's interesting also is that most of the time those kind of players uh, are physically in advance compared to other players, and that's why they seem so, so uh, way better than other player because. They are just uh, faster, stronger uh, in those category of young players. And when they arrive into the real uh, team, I would say the, how the, 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 the real world, they have more difficulties to shine because it gets, it gets harder, tougher. And that's why maybe the B team will be nice for him because he, he will have to play in terrible uh, pitches, you know, against... Uh, players that are 20, 20, 35, 36. And that will be for him a, a, a good uh, starting point uh, as Olympiakos compared to Fadiga that doesn't need to to take this step because he's already uh, a finished project, I would say. Yeah, I, I think um, you're right. The, the young guy, the 18-year-old, he can can probably do with actually going through an experience like that in the B team and playing against men and actually you know having some quite aggressive characters play against him it can help him to toughen up and uh we'll see we'll see that deal is still also um not finalized but i mean there we have it so we have out of nowhere today these two youngsters on on the radar like I said at the very beginning, we're still waiting to hear about what's going on with the left back. Uh, Zagaritis has been in the press a lot recently. Uh, I read today in the papers that Martins wants a profile like Zagaritis, but not necessarily Zagaritis. Uh, but uh, you know, I hope they bought uh, a good uh, you know oxygen mask for Ole Grebchuk because you know he's already played close to thirty games this season already more than more than. You know, last season. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you know what? What's funny is that uh, it's almost one year since we are waiting for someone around Reapshuk, and I I have the impression that it's hard for the club right now to choose the profile because we have seen Reapshuk improve. So if you put someone that's better than him, like you kind of ringing. Uh, is improvement, yeah. But he needs someone around, so that's why maybe we see profile like 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 is because he's not someone that will claim the first spot to Ryabshuk, but he he has the level to play the, you know, the easy Super League games, I would say. Uh, so it has become some kind of dilemma for Martins because. Now that Ryabchuk has played every game since one year, he, ha he has a, a good level right now, but you can't put uh, a top left back 
in front of Rapture because otherwise you are doing like he, he has done before with Tim Mikas and Kutris, maybe. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think if you end up buying a, a better player, quote-unquote, then you're you're halting all the progress that he's made. And I think Oleg Rebschuk has made absolutely tremendous, tremendous progress this season. His crossing has improved. Yes, you know, it can be frustrating when we see him, you know, not able to dribble or make an easy pass, but the improvement's been there. And I think, uh, I still think he can improve can improve more so again i agree with you i think we will end up looking for a profile that's you know uh looking more of a backup option uh for for oleg rebchuk we're coming towards the end now marshall i don't know if there's anything else you want to mention uh on on the topics we discussed or any other kind of transfer news or anything you might have heard uh going on nothing to to add but uh I would say uh, I would love to see more players like Fadiga or Kamara coming because you can make so many interesting transfers if you bet on the French market. And not only on players like Mvila or, I don't know, players that already have a career and are able to make it an impact instantly. But you have so many young players, even a left-back. Left-back goalkeepers, you have everything. You know who I really want? Fr French player. No. I really want Remy Cabela. I, I want him to. It's not impossible. He's good friends with uh, with Yanim Vilatu as well, I think. Yeah. That would be a nice... Uh, I don't know if the club is intending to renew Mathieu Valbuena at the end of the season. He's 37 years old. Uh I, I'm I'm not sure, but I think Cabela is 30, 31. His contract is ending uh, with uh, with yeah. Krasnodar. Very interesting player. I would love to see him in red and white. He can play on the wing, can play at the 10. Very nice player. He seems a lot like Val, what Valbuena was when yeah. we signed him. You know, he can bring that creativity, that experience. But this is a little bit wishful thinking. But, you know, if anybody from the club is listening, Remy Cabela, his contract is ending in six months. You know, maybe you can have a look at him and and uh, see if you can make that happen. Voila. <laughs> That's all from me. But uh, Marshall, thanks very much for coming on to the show. Uh, You're welcome. You, thank you very much for your insights. This Sunday, guys, the derby of eternal enemies. Panathinaikos, Olympiakos, that's at 7.30 local time in Greece. It's an away game at Leoforos. The players are doing their final tests for COVID ahead of the game tomorrow. So, fingers crossed. Let's hope there are no bad news coming out tomorrow. And, you know, we look forward to a juicy encounter and, of course, a victory on Sunday. We will be back after that game on Sunday night. So we will be here uh, on Sunday night for post-match and more. Watch this space, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell so you don't miss the next episode. Keep it locked. We are Gate 7 International by the fans for the fans. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast. 
podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you will never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL. Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city, and our story. Thrilos, he said. Stomialo, Katimajiko.